Awesome. Anybody happy? (laughs) Anybody really, really happy? Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, uh, Renee and I are really happy. It's been a a super joy just to be here with you guys, and we're not done. Amen. We got tonight and tomorrow morning together, but uh, it's been awesome. You know, it's just, uh, we travel the whole world, and and we, we love to worship Jesus with people all over the world, and, and we love it when we, f- we find a place like this. It just feels like family right away, and people just love Jesus so well, and it's been awesome. You guys, uh, you guys your hearts of expectancy turned on for more tonight? <laughs> Come on. Yay, Jesus. Well, I, I tell you, I, I got uh, something on my heart for you, but... But even better than that, my, my better half, Renee, she's got something on her heart she's going to share with you. So Renee is going to come up and share with you for a little bit. So why don't you welcome Renee? She comes up, and then I'll come up after her. So knock them out. Good evening. How are you all doing? Wasn't last night amazing? Did everyone see how many hands were raised? God was moving through this place, and so many people got healed. It was incredible. Um, Can you just put your hands up if you're one of those people? I just want to see it again. Wow. Check it out. Look around. Look how many hands are up. Come on. Wow. (laughs) I love it. I love it when he comes. It's the best thing. It's It's the reason why we're here. He's the main point. He's the only point. We never want to get past him to another point, no point better than him, amen? I just wanted to um, briefly share with you in regards to expectation. Um, I've learned in my life that applying expectation to things really makes a difference. And I have a little story that I just wanted to share with you in regards to that, but I just wanted to um, have a show of hands. Who's ever expected God to come through? And he's come through even better than you expected. I think almost all of us can say so, right? Because God isn't only the God who wants to meet your expectations. He's the God who wants to exceed your expectations. Amen? So it would serve us right to up our expectation, right? I don't know about you, but I I mean, if he's going to exceed my expectations, I want to have some pretty big expectations to begin with. Amen? Come on, it's so good. All right, so I was in the School of Ministry, um, oh gosh, seven years ago now. So I remember that we got given this book, and it was a book on prophecy, and I went home and I was... um, I was rooming with a third-year student and a second-year student, and I walked in, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like this fresh newbie, right, in the spirit. Like, everything's really exciting for me. I just want to get everything I can, you know. And um, I was like, oh, cool, we have another book because we get curriculum that we have to read, and we get books that we have to read. And so I kind of took this home. I was really excited, and I showed the girls, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's all right, that book. You know, it's not, it's all right. It's not, if you know anything about prophecy, there's really no need to read it, kind of thing. And I was like, ah, okay. And I just, I remember walking out of the room and I heard the Lord say to me as I was going up to my bedroom, He said, You can either take their word for it or you can believe me that this is going to be the best book that you've ever read. 
He's like, you, you can have an expectation of me that I'm going to show through in this book in ways that you never imagine, or you could just take the expectation of someone else. And I was like, huh, that's a pretty good invitation. So I was like, you know what? This book is going to change my life. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be the best book by the Bible that I've ever read in my life. And I've got to say, it was a pretty simple book on prophecy. So, I mean, it was great, but in and of itself, it maybe wasn't the lightning bolts that, you know, you might expect. But I went up to my bedroom and I closed the door and I just sat and I began to read this book. And I, without getting too emotional, I cannot even tell you I could not even express and put into words the encounter that I had with Jesus that night. It was still to this day one of the most significant, one of the most beautiful, tangible, real experiences that I've ever had with the Lord. He walked into my bedroom, and this peace that I've never felt before, even to this day, I've never felt it as strong as I felt it in that moment. But he walked into my room, and he sat on my bed, and he just began to wipe my tears away because I wasn't crying because I was sad. I don't even know why I was crying. I was just so overwhelmed by the presence of God. And he was wiping my tears away. And it just, that encounter marked my life. I was just never the same again after I experienced the love of God. And you know what? I think to myself, man, I could have missed that. I could have missed that real easy. You know, if I didn't create an expectation, I could have just missed it. It could have been any other book that I wanted it to be, you know? And I had this revelation um, through one of the scriptures that was in the book. We all know the scripture that, you know, um, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. It's a good scripture. Um, And the Lord said to me, you know what, people... There's many layers of revelation, and a lot of people get different, but just from that one verse, the one that he gave with, to me was, he's like, you know how I want you to read that? That there is no fear in love. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I got it. That kind of sounds like every other time I've heard it. And um, he, said, he said, well, think of it this way. It's kind of like, there is a big difference in these two statements. I love my husband. I'm in love with my husband. That's a big difference, amen? I love a lot of people. I love a lot of people, but there are very few that I'm in love with. It's a big difference. If anyone's ever been in love, it's like this active, bubbling, passionate love, you know? I don't have it for my brothers and my sisters and my friends and my girlfriends, but for my husband, for my children, and for the Lord, I am in love with them. I am active in my love for them. And the Lord said to me, if you remain in this state of being in love with me and not just loving me, that is when fear is being cast out. Amen? I tell you what, when my husband and I were first dating and we'd like go somewhere, we'd drive in the car, I'd always be like, super conscious and nervous to like break out singing or something. You know how it is when you're first dating someone, you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to think I'm crazy or something. And so, but then like the more we fell in love, the longer that I've been around him, like I would just bust out singing. I didn't care what I sound like anymore as I don't have any fear when I'm around him because I'm in love with him and I'm in love with the Lord. And when I'm around the Lord, I don't have any fear. 
And I just, that, that revelation, it changed my life. It's simple. I know it's like super elementary Sunday school, but it changed my life to not be driven by the fear of man or the opinions of man. Oh gosh, I can't even tell you the freedom that comes with that. And all of that, all of it came because I expected God to move. I expected God to speak. And I expected him to change me. So I, I want to just pray for you tonight. And I don't know what you came in expecting. I don't know if you've been sick for a really long time or if you've had pain in your body for a really long time. If you have an estranged son or daughter or mother or father, whatever it is, we've all got our things that we take before the Lord. But I just want to encourage you to raise your expectation in how he shows up in that way because it can change your life. This meeting doesn't have to just be another good meeting. We don't have to just walk out and be like, that was cool. Jesus showed up. Awesome. People got healed. This meeting, if you let it, can be one of those meetings where you say, after tonight, I was never the same. I was never the same. And I don't know about you, but Joaquin mentioned it before. We travel a lot. We travel a lot. We have two toddlers. And I tell you what, I do not go through putting two toddlers on an airplane and traveling halfway around the world for a good meeting. Because i got to be honest, <laughs> the air ride over here was not fun. <laughs> it might look all glamorous, but when you've got a two-and-a-half-year-old throwing up on you and a little boy kicking and screaming, it's just not fun. Amen? But I tell you what, I would do that any day. I would do that a hundred times over if I get to go into a place and see lives changed forever. And that's our expectation for you. That's our expectation. That's what we came into this weekend believing. You know, they said like lasting fruit. We don't just want like a wham, bam, God showed up. Thank you, ma'am, out the door. We want this to be a night. We want this to be a weekend where your lives are just radically changed. Where that encounter that you've been dreaming of, the encounter that you've been craving, the one that you want God to so show up for, we want tonight to be the night because he wants tonight to be the night. He just wants us to expect it because he's good. He's so good. And he doesn't just want to meet your expectation. He wants to exceed it. Amen. I want to pray for you all. If you just want to put your hand on your heart. Oh, okay. I just want to stand in agreement with Renee about this. Mark chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 says, Jesus says, Let him who has ears to hear, hear. And then he says the next verse, he says, Take care what you listen to. By the standard of measure you use is the standard of measure that will be measured to you. So as Renee prays this prayer, let us come in agreement with her. That we're coming in here not with a little bitty cup, but a big buck barrel of expectation that God is going to show us and reveal to us himself in greater measures ever. Our eyes will be open. I just want to agree with you on that. So, so good. Thank you. Oh, thank you, good. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're better than we ever imagined that you could be. 
Thank you that you were better than any thought that we can have of you and that we're going to be so shocked when we get to heaven because we just couldn't even comprehend how good you really are. And God, I just thank you that in the hearts of every person in this room tonight, that you are just raising the expectation of what you're going to do. That you're raising the expectation that this isn't going to be another night that just passes them by. It's not just going to be another meeting that they attend, but that they're going to look back on tonight and they're going to say, it changed for me that night. I encountered the living God. And it was the most beautiful, amazing far exceeding my imagination moment that I could ever imagine. Thank you, God, that you're here. Thank you that you're in the business of miracles. And we just ask you, God, to surprise us with your goodness. Surprise us, God. Surprise us in just how good you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus. All right, there we are. Was that good? Did I marry up or what? (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, my wife is proof that God loves me. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Father. It feels really good in here. Amen? Like, there's just this there's this sweet, abiding presence that's just in the room. Oh, I, just, I just love this, just the, the flow of God and just the ability just to, just to partner with Him and let Him lead this beautiful, wonderful dance. And I just feel, I just feel worship in the room. <laughs> How many people know that worship is more a position of the heart than it is instruments playing? Amen. <laughs> And then instruments carry the heart of worshipers. Oh, and there is, there is worship in the room right now. Oh, I can feel it. It's beautiful. Oh, God, we love your presence. There's just an awareness of you, God, that's in the room. Oh, and, and worship literally means, literally it means to draw near to and to kiss. I feel the kiss of the Lord in the, in the house tonight. And uh, we just, we, we were in Richmond last weekend doing ministry, and after we, we found out that Ruth Ward Heflin had a camp there that she started, and we went and visited there and just pulled on heaven there a little bit. And, uh, you know, but she is, she is famous for this statement. And the statement is this, praise until the spirit of worship comes. And then worship until the glory comes. And then stand in the glory. <laughs> I love it. Praise until the spirit of worship comes. Then worship until the glory comes. <laughs> then stand in the glory. Wow, I know we've been worshiping all night and we're going to have a great time together. I just feel like, can we just stand together? And let's just, let's just continue to... 
give Jesus praise and worship. Let's just stand in his glory tonight. Let's just exalt him for a moment more together. If we can do that, Father, we exalt you in this place, God. We exalt you, wonderful King. Father, we thank you for the awareness of you that's in the room, Father. I thank you, God, that, that there are open hearts and you come wherever there are open hearts. So Jesus, we exalt you. Yeah, a wonderful king. We magnify you. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We exalt you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus. Wonderful Jesus, we exalt you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Wonderful Jesus, King of glory. We exalt you. Wonderful King, we give you praise and glory and honor. We just say come and rest in this place, Jesus. We say come and rest in this place, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the miracle realms of grace and goodness that come in the worship of you. Wonderful King, thank you, Father. Yeah, we exalt you. We exalt you. Yeah. We I'll keep going just for a minute more. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you, yeah, God. Wow. Thank you, Father. Yeah, God, we exalt your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for drawing near, God. Thank you for allowing us to kiss you with our praise. Mm. Yeah, we worship you. And Father, we thank you that in, our, in your presence, God, our expectation begins to, to elevate to meet yours. Yeah. So we thank you for your goodness in this place, God. Just, just <laughs> before we go on, just lay your hand on the person next to you, somebody around you, just, and just pray for them that God would put a bullseye of his goodness <laughs> A bullseye for his goodness on them in Jesus' name. Yeah, that literally God would paint a bullseye on them in Jesus' name. Oh, Holy Ghost, hey! That God would paint a bullseye of his goodness on the people. Yeah, whoa! Yeah, Holy Spirit, here it is. Here's a bullseye. Father, we thank you for releasing your goodness, yeah? Yeah, Holy Spirit, come and get them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. I know it's too late. We already prayed it. But how many people are... are <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Whoa, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Got a two-for-one special going on over there. <laughs> Whoa. <Got a> little <laughs> John the Baptist is jumping in the womb. <laughs> thank you, Father. <laughs> Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Wow. <clears throat> to... To the best of my understanding and the best, the best uh, of my research and study, the, the legal drinking age in the kingdom is six months in the womb. <laughs> you all qualify to have a drink. <laughs> oh, wow. The worship... Worship was wonder, is wonderful tonight, and I, it's just continuing to go, amen? And, you know, that statement I just mentioned from Ruth Ward Heflin, I just love it, and I was just meditating on that statement one time, and, and God spoke to me, and he said, you know that you've gone from praise into the realm of worship when it's harder to stop than it is to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I just, I wish I could sing. We would just, we would just worship all night long. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I, I love his presence. And I, I love even what Pastor Rick was sharing at the beginning of the meeting. And he was, he was sharing out of, out of, uh, my, one of my favorite passages, sections of scripture in Ephesians 3, and he was talking about to, knowing the love of God, the height and width and the depth, uh, to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge. Wow, what does that mean? That means that this love is so big, our heads can't get it. <laughs> it has to be caught with our hearts, with our spirits. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> to the power that works in us. And then the next verse says, now, when? When we begin to get the preceding verses of exploring the height and width and depth of his love. Oh, it got quiet already. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I think, I think it was this morning session that we were talking about anointed in the Old Testament is the, when, the, when the, the horn of oil was poured over the prophet or the king's head as they were being put into place, and it wasn't just a drop. They just poured the whole thing out. They just poured the whole vial, the whole horn of oil. They just poured the whole thing out. Now, there wasn't any left, just poured, it just ran off of Aaron's, Aaron's, Aaron's beard. <laughs> I get a little bit messed up in worship sometimes. 
God, God doesn't want to just give us a drop, amen? And, and God, God, experiencing God's love, like, like Renee was, was talking about so profoundly earlier, God doesn't just want us to have a moment. Like, oh yeah, that, that moment 12 years ago when you know, I experienced his love. No, he, wa- he wants to pour it out on us until it runs down off of our clothes. It's all, it oozes out, it leaks on people, and it just keeps on coming. Uh, the, 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 in, in knowing his love, it's not like, oh, oh, I had that moment. I can, now I can, as she said, I can check that box. <laughs> no, it's an exploration that we explore how high. Ah, we explore how deep, we explore how wide is his love that surpasses knowledge. <laughs> and then it says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to his power that works in us. <laughs> That's amazing. Come on, Jesus. Well, you know what I realized? If God's going to do something that's beyond what I have already asked or what I've already thought, some translations say what I've imagined, if God's going to do more than I could ask, think, or imagine, if he's going to go beyond that, then it has to be a surprise. <laughs> some of us got it. <laughs> How how many people know that God wants to be in the business of surprising us in his goodness? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I'm tempted to keep chasing that rabbit. I don't know. Thank you, Father. More than we could think or imagine. What does that look like? More. Anybody in the room besides myself have a big imagination? Anybody have a big, in your imagination, anybody have a big God slot in there? Like you can imagine doing, God doing really big things. And you do often imagine God doing really big things. Anybody, is that anybody in the room besides me? You imagine God doing really big things. Like, I just like to imagine God doing really big things. Like, I like to imagine God clearing out hospitals. I like to imagine God showing up and just touching an entire city at once. And I like to imagine God, what's, God, what's it actually look like for a nation to be saved in a day? I like to imagine these things. And God's like, yeah, all that you imagined? Yeah, I want to do more than that. <laughs> oh, oh, yep, I'm riding this rabbit now. <laughs> mm, yeah, there was, there was, in this time that, in this time that God was, that God was speaking this to me. He's like, he's like, if it's more than you've thought or imagined, it has to be a surprise. And the revelation was, you have permission to ask me to surprise you. We, we can access grace where we recognize grace is available. And up until that moment, I hadn't recognized that that was, it's, it's one of those things where God breathed on the scripture. I knew it was in there. I just didn't have it in here. And the one time he breathed on it, I'm like, oh my goodness. 
you want to do more than I've imagined? I've imagined a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and so then he, he said, you have permission to ask me to surprise you. So there's this season where I was just doing it every day. And I'm like, I would just wake up in the morning, I'd say, God, surprise me in your goodness today. You know, the most radical things just were happening. It was wild. Like little things, big things, all in between things. We were in Australia a couple, few years back, and, and we woke up in the morning. Uh, Renee and I, we woke up, and we were, you know, we were doing meetings, and we were in a hotel, and we woke up in the morning, and, and she says, she says, you know, it's on my heart to go on a, a seven-day Caribbean cruise for my 30th birthday. Now, it was like a couple, two months before her 29th birthday at this time. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got 14 months, you know. Instantly, as the guy, I'm like, okay, I got 14 months. How much I got to save up? Like, you know, I'm like, can we make this happen? Jesus, help, you know. I'm like, okay, 14 months, you know, but it's in this time where I'm, God, I'm like, God, surprise me in your goodness today. So she says that, and I'm like, okay, filed out away, 14 months, you know, and then, then we get to the service, that's in the morning, we get to the service that, that morning, and, uh, and I, I just checked my phone before the service, and I got an email from somebody that, like a year and a half earlier, I had, I had met, spent about 30 minutes with this person, prayed for her mom, and that was it. Never seen her before or since. And the email is like, hey, I've been trying to track you down for weeks. I haven't been able to get a hold of you. Like, uh, God's put it on my heart to send you and your wife on a seven-day catch-the-wave Caribbean cruise. <laughs> Somebody say, come on, Jesus. Now, look, if you didn't notice it, that's pretty specific. <laughs> She said, it's on my, God put on my heart to send you and your wife on a seven-day Caribbean cruise, but I've been trying to get a hold of you. Like, I need to know, like, right away if you want to go on this cruise. Now, <laughs> this cruise, the cruise that she wants to send us on is in two months' time, which falls on her, her 29th birthday happened on the cruise. So my wife was like, I want to go for my 30th birthday. This falls on her 29th birthday. It's Catch the Wave cruise. So in case you haven't heard of, heard of that, not only is it a seven-day Caribbean cruise, but on the cruise is Reinhard Bunke, <laughs> Heidi Baker, John and Carol are not. <laughs> She's like, do you want to go? And we're like, we'll pray about it and get back to you. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> yes, 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 tight, send, send, yes, yes, we'll go. <laughs> So we go, we go, we go on the cruise and have a fantastic time. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's like, it's, oh, God's so good. And then, and then, but I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, God, this is awesome. 29th birthday. What happened to the 30th birthday? <clears throat> and then it, it ended up having um, just had our first child. Our daughter was born just before her 30th birthday, and we find out later that you, couldn't, you can't go on a cruise with a child that's under six months old. So it wouldn't have even been possible for us to go on, the 30th, on her 30th birthday. God, knowing that in advance, said, I hear your heart here. I'm just going to surprise you and bump it up a year. Come on, Jesus. 
I can, I can hear some of you silently going, surprise me, Jesus, surprise me, Jesus. <laughs> I'm checking, I'm checking my phone. <laughs> wow, there's actually faith on that. <clears throat> And God, God will move. Come on, Jesus. Let's up our expectation. Uh, well, I could keep talking about the crazy stuff, big, little, in between, that God was doing in this season. <clears throat> but I, uh, I want to jump right into the Word because the Word is powerful. Amen? Yeah. Wow. If you have your Bibles, op- open to Ephesians chapter 2. We, we were just talking out of Ephesians 3, <clears throat> but I want to... I wanna, jump in, a, in Ephesians 2, but this is so weighty, you have to see it in your own Bible, just so you believe me. <laughs> oh, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Yay. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2, and we're starting in verse 4. It's, it's, so, it's so thick. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says this, But God, there you are, come on. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Say grace. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Here it is, that in the ages, plural, to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. Wow, that's a mouthful of goodness. Let's read, let's read verse 7 again. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards who? Us in Christ Jesus. <laughs> what, what does that mean in simple terms? It means that it's God's intention to spoil you so much that it makes the world jealous. The, <laughs> How many people know that God wants to win the whole world? Yeah. And that in God's divine plan, again, going back to last night, we didn't think it up. Amen? Revival was God's idea. He wants to cover the whole earth with the knowledge of his glory. That revival is his idea. And in his plan, he... He, he, he calls us, he draws us in, we get born again, and in that state, he creates vessels that by his own plan, he can pour his goodness in the exceeding riches of his kindness in his grace towards us. He could have just said, like, I want to be good to you. No. No. <laughs> He's like, I want you to get this from every angle, the height, the width, and the depth. The exceeding riches of his kindness. (laughs) Wow. He wants to pour himself out in us, display his goodness in us, in a way that actually makes the world take notice. For the world to go, wow. 
there, there must be God. Wow. What is, what is it that's different about you? What is it that you have that I need? And it actually draws the world to his goodness because he puts himself on display in you. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the next verse, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved. Come on, Jesus. Through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You could, you could just talk for days on just the verses I just read. Let's go back to verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Do you know that word workmanship there is... It, it's really, it's really the, the, the masterpiece of an artist or the work of a master artist. It's not workmanship like something that somebody created in, in, you know, in the wood shop, in shop class. Like, it's definitely not you know, mass production, assembly line. Like, oh, I, I just created a whole bunch of these and you're one of them. No, it, it actually, the word actually means masterpiece or the work of the master artist. It, 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 implies, it implies the work that the artist signs. <laughs> and who's he talking about? <laughs> Us. <laughs> that, that God actually created you, and he wants to pour his beauty and his goodness out on you, and then he wants to sign it. <laughs> Doesn't the Bible say that the Holy Spirit is, is oh, it just left my head. <laughs> it's the guarantee of our salvation, but it says something else awesome too. Anyway, <laughs> but God wants to sign the, the masterpiece, which is you. When you look at a great piece of art, it makes you go, wow, who created that? Come on, Jesus. Ah, God's got a plan, and it involves you. You know, true, true hum, humility, wow, I'm messed up. <laughs> true humility says yes to God's plan. False humility says, oh, no, no, that's, that's too big for me. That's too great for me. Do you know that that's actually self-reliance? Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's such a spirit of worship in the, in the room tonight. And, and I believe everything worthwhile, everything lasting in ministry is an extension of worship. Do you know that miracles themselves are, are an extension of worship? That evangelism is an extension of worship. That, any, that anything worthwhile is an extension of worship. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's a soup kitchen, if it's a counseling ministry, if it's, if it's a marriage ministry. If it's powerful, if it's full of life, you probably could trace it back to it started in worship. God, in worship, God birthed something in somebody's heart that became life-giving. Come on, Jesus. 
And that even, even the miraculous is an extension of worship. Woo, come on, Jesus. <laughs> Do you know that the, that the proper response to a miracle is praise? <laughs> that means a miracle is actually an instrument of worship. Okay, I'm going to preach myself happy. <laughs> the same way a guitar is an instrument of worship, a miracle is an instrument of worship. The, the, the response to that is that it causes people, it draws people into praising and glorifying the Father. Woo, Jesus. We talked about it this morning, that, that the number two reason that God heals people is because he doesn't want them to have pain or sickness in their body. The number one reason that God heals people is because he wants them to know God is just drawn near to them, Luke 10. He wants, he wants his love to be displayed for them so that they can step into the exploration of how, the height and the width and the depth of his love. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> what, if, what, if we, what if we didn't have a bunch of people running around trying to do miracles? What if we had a bunch of worshipers running around extending love encounters to the world? And miracles were one of the ways that God loved to do it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ha <laughs> ha. We love your presence, God. <laughs> the, oh, there was, there was a, one time I was in Croatia, had just uh, led, a, led a missions team through Croatia. And, and uh, excuse me while I have a drink. <clears throat> and, and we were, this particular day, the pastor and myself and and a, a translator, we were just walking down this promenade area on the coast there in Croatia. We were looking for a place to have lunch. We weren't being super spiritual. We were just looking for a place to eat. But have you ever noticed that in the Bible, powerful things seem to happen around food? So, <laughs> somebody said hallelujah. <laughs> I'm feeling more spiritual already. <laughs> And so we're, we're walking down this promenade looking for a place to have lunch. And in that moment, in that moment, I, I look over and I see a lady who's, who works for the promenade. And she is wearing a, this dirty jumpsuit and she's picking up trash. She's got the, the dust pail and the, and the broom. She's, she's picking up trash, sweeping up garbage and in this dirty jumpsuit. And, and as I'm walking by, I just see her, but I feel the love of God move threw me towards her. Isn't Jesus moved with compassion? And then the multitudes are healed. And so I just, I'm like, whoa, I feel God. I feel the love of God for this lady. And so I, before I had a word of knowledge, before I had a prophetic word, before I had a scripture highlighted, before I had anything, I just, I just went over there and I gave what I had. Have you ever noticed that when you give what you have is often when he gives more? Yeah. And so sometimes it's better to act first and think second anyway. <laughs> but I, so 
I just moved over towards her. I said, and I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I didn't have anything, so I just said what I had. I said, excuse me, but uh, I don't know if it, this is, might sound unusual, but I felt, when I, when I was walking by, I saw you, and I felt the love of God all over you. She's like, really? You did? Eyes all big. I'm like, yeah, I did. And then as I gave that, more started to come. And I'm like, oh, you're a, you're a mother, aren't you? She's like, yeah. I said, do you have three kids? She said, yeah, I do. I said, God says you're an incredible mom. Tears. <laughs> you know? And so I just started to prophesy over how she's a great mom, and, and she's sacrificed so much to make sure her kids will have more than her and all this. She's like, whoa, you know. And, and then as I gave that, more came. And then I was like, I said, you have pain in your left ankle, don't you? And she said, she said, yeah, I do. How did you know that? I said, I already told you. God loves you. <laughs> and, and so we didn't even wait for the explanation. I just said, can we pray? And she's like, okay. And so I actually had the translator, the, this young lady who was with us. She had never seen a miracle through her own hands. <laughs> this is awesome. I said, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and pray? So she bends down and puts her hand on her ankle, and I just have her pray this long, hard prayer. It lasts about 10 seconds. <laughs> she just says, Holy Spirit, just get this ankle. We invite your presence. And 10-second prayer. I said, how's that feel? Check it out. And she starts moving her ankle, and she goes, <gasps> she gasps, and her eyes get big. She's like, oh, my goodness. And she starts jumping up and down. <laughs> Like a pogo stick, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is amazing, I can't believe this just happened. What's she doing? She's praising. (laughs) This morning we talked about in Luke 10, when Jesus sent out the 70 and they came back all excited because because the sick were healed and demons were cast out. And Jesus says, don't get too excited about that, but get excited because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But then it says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced, which means he jumped up in the air with twisting and shouting and exuberant great joy. <laughs> so she is, she is modeling Jesus. <laughs> she is jumping up in there. She is freaking out. <laughs> She's freaking out to the point where it was like freaking me out. I'm like, yeah, you had like a sprained ankle or something, but you're going crazy. Like, what is going on? And so we had to calm her down. Like, what's going on? And she's like, no, no, you don't understand. I was in an automobile accident six years ago. I, my foot was severed off. They had to fuse it back together, put a fake joint in there, in my ankle. They didn't know if I'd ever walk again. I was in the hospital for however many weeks or months. Then I was on crutches for like two years. I, I got off my crutches eventually, but I have pain every single day, and I have a fused ankle. My foot does not move. And now she's like, I can, my foot moves. There's no pain, and she's jumping up and down and going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then we tell her, "This is this this is Jesus that just healed your ankle." And I said, "Do you know Jesus?" And I love her response. She says, "Well, I know about Jesus." I said, "But do you know him personally as a friend? Do you talk to him? And he talks to you, and he's in your heart." She's like, "Well, not nah, no, I don't know him like that." I said, "Would you want to?" And her response was perfect. If you could write a textbook on this stuff, this is what it should say in there. And her response was, of course, how could I not after this? 
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> everything, everything worthwhile in ministry is an extension of worship. In my, in my estimation. Thank you, Jesus. How about Matthew 6? Turn to Matthew chapter 6 with me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we exalt you. We give you praise and glory and honor. Whoa. I can, I can feel it. I can feel you, God. I can feel that, that you have anticipation to do good things tonight, Father. Wow, in Jesus' name. Whoa. And even as I said that, wow. As I said it, I saw him touching, I believe it's the left hip, like in the joint of the left hip. I just saw the presence of the God, like actually kind of almost boring in there, like deep into the hip and God healing somebody's hip right now in Jesus' name. Wow. So, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. If that's you, just, wow. If that's you, don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just let God do it. Let, let God do what he's doing. Just receive. <laughs> just, just be in that place of worship right now. Whoa. But I feel it really strong. Thank you, Father. Wow, more. Hey. Whoa. God is, God is healing people with, with, with residual um, complications left over from childbirth. Thank you, Jesus. We had lots and lots of people healed of, of tailbone issues and different stuff. It, last weekend in Richmond, uh, a lady, I think it was 12 years, she had a problem with her tailbone. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was broken, uh, but it was severely damaged in childbirth, and she'd been in pain every day for 12 years. Well, and God just, God just healed her. Uh -huh. in, in his presence. Uh, Say his presence, because he's good at his job. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you make all things new. Wow. Thank you. I just, I just heard flattened vertebrae. Jesus is flattened vertebrae, and specifically in the neck, Jesus is actually filling in the place in, in, within vertebrae. Uh, where they worn thin and they've gone flat, Jesus is filling that in right now. Ah, in Jesus' name. Come on, Father. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, anybody feel like just worshiping Jesus? <laughs> Father, we just exalt you all over again in this place, Father. Oh, okay. We're going we're gonna to find out what he's doing in a bit, but, but let's, keep, let's keep going. You guys doing good? If you're doing good, say, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Matthew 6. <clears throat> Matthew 6, and in verse 6, it says this, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in, excuse me, in secret will reward you openly. 
one more time. But you, when you pray, go in your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, uh, most of us are familiar with this verse, and sometimes I think that we, that we relate more to the, to the part of the verse where it says, our Father who sees in secret. Well, this is what I actually want to talk about tonight, and I want to talk about the heart of worship that releases the miraculous. You don't have to go. <laughs> you can stay. <laughs> it's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me leave the presents, Daddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's bedtime. No, I want more of Jesus. <laughs> Miracles are about to happen. You can't make me leave. <laughs> oh, Father, help me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the atmos- atmospheres of worship that release the miraculous. And, and sometimes I think we could relate more to the part of the verse that says, Our Father who sees in secret. But before that, it says, Our Father who is in the secret place. And, and worship, as we mentioned already, worship literally means to draw near to and kiss. And the truest expression of worship brings us into the place that we are aware that the two are becoming one. It brings us into this place that we are aware that we are with God in the moment. Come on, Jesus. In that, in that place, you know, that we're praising until the spirit of worship comes. And, you know, you can enter into praise and praise shifts atmospheres and it's powerful. And, and you can praise in, in your high times. You can praise in your low times. You can praise yourself out of darkness, out of valleys. Come on, somebody. You can shift things, right? You change atmospheres with your praise. But praise sometimes starts with a declaration. Like, like I'm over here. God, you feel over there. I know it's not the reality. And I'm going to praise until I break through. But the point is that you break through. And you break through into what? You break through into the reality that, God, you're not distant anymore, but the two are becoming one. Oh, it's you and me here together in this place. Ah, that's when you've entered into the spirit of worship, and that's when time evaporates. Amen? That you're in worship, and you're like, whoo, yeah. And they, they go to transition worship. You're like, no. What are you doing? It's been an hour, and it feels like 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? You're like, just keep going. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the place of worship, <laughs> to, draw, to draw near to and to kiss. And here's the beautiful thing. You can enter in, because worship is a position of the heart, not just instruments playing. You can enter into worship through reading your Bible. You can enter into worship through dance. You can enter into worship through laying on the floor and soaking. There's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can enter into worship, and different people connect differently. It's all okay as long as we get there. Oh, God, yeah, it's you and me here. Wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and what does it say? But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. He's in there with you. He's not seen from a distance to explore. 
the height, the width, and the depth of his love. Ah. You know, that our relationship with God isn't meant to be a long-distance love affair. <laughs> you know, in, in old days when there was, there was no option but snail mail, you know, and, and lovers on two different continents, you know, they'd, they'd write letters. You remember those, you know? They'd write letters. <laughs> Some people got mad at me when I said that. I just, it's just a joke. <laughs> They write letters, you know, and put all the sweet stuff in there, even put a, put a dash of cologne or perfume on there, and you'd mail it, and it would take three weeks to get there. You know, all the gushings of your heart, it takes three weeks to get there, and then another three weeks for the response, you know? It's six weeks to, like, exchange a long-distance kiss, you know? That is not what our relationship with God is supposed to be, Amen. <laughs> Go into your room, and when you close the door, guess what? He's in there. He doesn't see from somewhere else, distant, far off. And I pray, and I lob up my prayers, and uh, maybe in three weeks, I'll get an answer. Six weeks, no, he's in there. To draw near and kiss. And here's what I love. It says, your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Will reward you openly. Do you know that that, that that word reward there actually carries, it actually carries this essence of, of taking what you give the Father in secret, in the secret place, uh, taking it and redeeming it, and giving it back to you with greater value. I'll say that again. It actually carries this connotation of, of redemption, but the, but, but the type of redemption where something is taken, it is, it is nurtured, it is, it, is, it is polished up, fixed up, it is built up, edified, and then is given back with greater value. Wow. <laughs> wow. That what we have to give, to give God is, is ashes in comparison to what he gives back to us. But when we give it to him, when we give him our humility and say, God, you have a plan. And your plan happens to involve me. And I didn't come up with the plan, but God, I love you so much. I'm willing to say yes. And we give it to him in secret. God, here you are. God takes that which you give him and he nurtures it. And he loves on it. And he increases the value of it, and then he gives it back. He doesn't just give it back in secret. It says, he rewards you openly. I love how the, the Young's literal translation puts it. It says, he'll reward you manifestly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. I don't... I don't want to see God show up and do the miraculous so that I can so that I could check the box. I don't want to see God show up and do the miraculous so that I can so that I can have an increasing list of testimonies. I want to see God show up and do the miraculous because it's an instrument of worship that causes people to respond and praise to the king that I love. 
It causes them to draw into the place where, oh, the kingdom of God just came near to me. Oh, I've been hearing about it for years. I've been in that place of wrestling that Pastor Rick was talking about. I've been, I've been hearing about the good news, other people's testimony, but all of a sudden, whoa, my leg just got healed. It just happened to me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter to First Peter actually quotes out of Exodus 19. I'm going to read it out of Exodus. And in 19.5 it says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Thank you, Jesus. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You know, one time I was reading, I was reading First Peter 2 when Peter quotes this part, and I'm reading it. And remember, we've been talking about God breathing on the scripture. In this moment, God breathed on the scripture, and I actually went into a vision. And in the vision, there's the, there's the veil of the temple Aren't you glad that the Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn from top to bottom? (laughs) We have access into the holy place. And in this vision, there was the veil that was torn from top to bottom. And then there was a pendulum that was swinging in the veil and out of the veil. This pendulum was just swinging back and forth in the veil and out of the veil, in the veil and out of the veil. And as I draw near... The, the Lord showed me that the pendulum was us. And that we are a kingdom of priests or a royal priesthood. And we talked this morning about anointed, and, and anointed means to be smeared or covered. The oil uh, being poured out over us, not just a drop. Jesus isn't like, I want to spoil you so much. Here's a drop. Beep. No, Jesus, is, Jesus is like, if you're willing, <laughs> if you're willing, I want to pour and keep on pouring. I want to pour and keep on pouring till it runs down off your beard, off your clothes. It just makes a puddle that people slip in. <laughs> 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 that, that we actually be, become covered, smeared with the reality of the one that we behold and worship. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wow. I've said it several times already, but something changed for me when I began to realize healing wasn't just something that he, that he did, but healing is something he is. And the pendulum swinging in the veil and out of the veil. It would swing in the veil, and we are operating as priests, giving praise unto the Father. Oh, Jesus, we're drawing near to and we're kissing. And as we do, we discover his nature. As we kiss, 
as we come into his presence, our expectation, our dreaming, our expectation elevates and it begins to mirror his. We begin to realize that God wants to not just meet our needs, he wants to surprise us. <laughs> and as priests, we lavish love on him and he lavishes his presence and his anointing and his authority for breakthrough on us to see the earth look more like heaven. And then we swing out of the pendulum, but we're now covered with something. We swing out of the veil. But now we're covered with something, and we swing out back into humanity, and we get to serve humanity as kings that are covered with the anointing of God. Come on, Jesus. Holy Ghost. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Father. An extension of worship. When it's connected to worship, it has authority on it. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, we love you, God. Thank you, Father. And with this, and then we're going to pray. <clears throat> Just further down in Matthew 6, you all know it, is the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Come on, Jesus. He wants it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in Ephesians 2, where we already read, it says that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Elsewhere, it says, at the right hand of the Father. How many people think that is good news? (laughs) How many people believe that the Bible is true? (laughs) So if the Bible is true, when it says that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ, it's actually a now tense. It's not a future like in a time to come. It actually says right now you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. So if the Bible is true and that's what it says, why does it feel like I'm sitting on this maroon chair? What's the Bible saying? The Bible is saying you have dual citizenship. The Bible is saying that you have dual citizenship. You are both here and there at the same time. And if you're both here and there at the same time, in the natural and in the spiritual, and he says he wants it to be on earth as it is in heaven, where do you think the first place heaven is going to touch earth through? Come on, Jesus. <laughs> wow. God, we feel your presence. Wow, can the, can the, the team or the keyboardist, somebody come back up? And Anybody just feel like adoring Jesus a little bit more and just see what happens? Father, we love you. Thanks, Papa. Anybody feel like adoring Jesus? Anybody feel Jesus adoring you in this place? Wow. Father, we love you. We love you in this place, God. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we say come. 
Come, come, come. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt your name, God. Thanks, Papa. God, I thank you for those who are both kings and priests. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for thank you for birthing dreams in our hearts. What does it look like when we move into true humility? Not false humility that says, Oh, I can't do that. Jesus says, I already know that. <laughs> That's why I'm giving you my Holy Spirit, because you need it. <laughs> here's, here's the revelation for us. The revelation, is that, the revelation is that you can't do it. That's why it's good news. <laughs> the, the thing that makes the message work is the fact that God does it through people who aren't perfect. He does it through people who don't have it all figured out. He does it through people who have broken paths. Oh, come on, Jesus. <laughs> he even sometimes does it through people who have broken presents. <laughs> that's... that's that's the part of the message. That's what makes it transferable to the world. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. If, if everybody had to be perfect for God to move through them, then the world couldn't relate to that. But the very fact that God uses average people, the very fact that God uses... Funny people, messed up people, tall people, short people, uneducated people, rich people. The fact that he uses people that have really, really messed up past. <laughs> Some people have messed up present. <laughs> That's the part that goes, wow. If God could do it for you, come on, Jesus. That's where the world starts to say, oh, if God could do it through you. Wow, maybe there's hope for me. Talk about messed up past. I just tell this story, then we'll start praying for some people. But we were in Melbourne, Australia a couple years ago, and we were doing meetings, and I was doing these, this healing seminar for all these healing rooms workers from all over the state of Victoria and Australia. They came together, and we're doing this thing, and a couple hundred people there, and we're doing this thing, and... And there's this lady, young, I don't know, late 20s, 30-year-old blonde lady sitting over here in this section. As, as I'm preaching, she is like the most wonderfully disruptive, out of the box, like just, I'm like, I don't know whether it's good or bad or, you know, any point I would, if I'd make a good point, she'd be like, that's my Jesus. She's like screaming out and she's. She's, through every session, she's laughing, she's crying. At points, she would be curled up on the chair in the fetal position, cry, and then she'd be laughing, and I'm like, what is wrong with this lady? 
And I'm like, should I stop this? Like, and I just felt, it wasn't like one of those like audible voices, Lord, I just felt the prompting from the Holy Spirit, don't, don't stop it. And so I'm like, we did five sessions like this. I mean, she would stand up, you know, anytime and make a good point. She's like, I love Jesus. Five minutes later, she'd be like in the chair, oh, I love Jesus. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, God, are you sure I can't stop this? Like five, five sessions of this, you know? And finally, it's not till the very end that I find out her story. And then her story is this. Her story was that she was, she was essentially, had grew up in the streets, got addicted to drugs. She got swept in. She was, she, she was part of the, the organized crime family of, of Melbourne, Australia. And she was just had a horrific story, horrific past, horrific everything, and just this... The stuff that she went through was, I mean, most of us couldn't, couldn't fathom the things that she went through, <laughs> but Jesus. So in the midst of that level of brokenness, she wasn't going to church. She wasn't like, you know, she just was surviving, barely, but Jesus. One day, she just comes out of a drug stupor, and she walks into her kitchen of her, of her dirty, you know, apartment. She walks into her kitchen, and Jesus is sitting on the counter. <laughs> I don't mean, like, I saw a light. I don't mean, you know, I had a dream. No, I mean, she walked in her kitchen, and Jesus himself is sitting on the counter. And her story, her words were like, there was so much brilliance and magnificence coming off of him that I, I had to divert my eyes. I, could, I, could, I couldn't hardly look, but at the same time, I was just compelled. I had to touch him. And she said, I just, I just crept and just, I just crept and, until, until I just touched the corner of his garment. <laughs> until I just touched the hem of his garment and poof. She got knocked on the floor for four hours. <laughs> she woke up after four hours and Jesus was gone, but so was her addiction. Whoa! So is her past, so is her fear, so is her pain. She was born again, she was brand new. And she was showing up at my conference going, that's my Jesus! And now I'm going, you go ahead, girl. You do whatever you need to do. You cry, you get in the fetal position, you jump up and down. I don't care, because that's my Jesus, too. <laughs> wow, the heart of worship. I think Jesus wants to surprise us. No, no, I don't know if you heard me. I think Jesus wants to surprise us. What does it look like when we allow Jesus to start to surprise us? It got quiet again. Wow. 
Jesus doesn't need us to be amazing. Jesus is amazing with or without us. But Jesus needs us to create an invitation for his amazingness to rest with us. Wow. You want to create an invitation for Jesus' amazingness to rest with you as an extension of worship, that you become the workmanship, the masterpiece that the artist signs that makes people go, who did that? I just want you to stand up. We're just going to worship for a moment just have you take us into a song. But I want you to ask Jesus. I want you to ask Jesus, Jesus, what does it look like when you start surprising me? <laughs> that what we give him in the secret place, when we worship, when we draw near, when we draw near and kiss, that he takes what we give him in that place and he redeems it. He nurtures it, loves on it, gives it back with more value than when we gave it to him. Come on. Let's let Jesus redeem what we have to give him. It doesn't matter if you think it's a little bit because in comparison to what he's giving us, it is. But that's all he's asking for. He's asking for our little bit. Whoa. Come on, let's just worship Jesus for a moment. See where he takes us from here.